Hello friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Phillies have hit a skid, losing three games in a row, following a 13-run outburst Friday night against the Twins. Should we be concerned about the feast or famine offense? Will Sir Anthony Dominguez ever find his 2022 form? And can the team hold on to the number one wildcard spot? James Harden tells Daryl Morey to eat shit and die to a raucous crowd of Chinese kids. How long will the Harden saga continue in Philadelphia? Will Morey finally cave or hold firm for a fair trade? Is the upcoming season doomed or can it be salvaged? Why does God hate the 76ers? The Eagles dropped their preseason opener against the Ravens. Who stood out and who disappointed? The Birds will face the Cleveland Browns Thursday night. With just over three weeks until the regular season begins, how are we feeling about this year's squad? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. <clears throat> Had a little R&R for a little bit last week, so it feels good to be back. Went down to Delaware, got a little tan going, saw the white marlin open, saw some big boats going back and forth. So I appreciate the little time away, but it feels good to be back. Yeah, welcome back. How's the storm chasing, man? You caught any storms? It was great. I mean, it was a little nasty out there Thursday, Doing Wednesday was stuff. <laughs> yeah, you what? seen cows floating around in the sky? No cows getting blown through the wind. All they got is corn and fish down there, crabs, a lot of crabs. So we ate we ate pretty good down there. I'm not gonna lie. So that was fun. Um, but uh, we were hoping to see MJ's boat down there while we were there at the White Marlin Open. He's got a boat down there. Oh, for real? Yeah, big old boat, like a I don't know, five million dollar boat, but. They get a chance to see it. Where we docked up at and hung out for a little bit was like the way station, so they bring all these big fish in there for the competition. Yeah. But uh, I'm assuming MJ's crew didn't catch anything, so they didn't bother coming through the through the gate to go, you know, get anything checked out. But it was cool. It was that's not like my uh, my tribe. I never been around the boat crew like that. But yeah. people go fucking balls to the wall for this shit, and it was cool. I mean, the boats were neat. Uh, the people were all friendly. Typical fishermen, all. Packing chews of tobacco and shit like that, and talking about getting out there in the morning and all that. But Are there any like old sea dogs, like a guy with uh, you know that like yellow coat from The Simpsons, basically no, that guy. None of that. The they're old all corn cob. They're pipe. all modernized, man. They got like eight computer uh, screens yeah, and they're oh, like shit, really? checking man. out. Oh man, it's, I mean, it's pretty much like Damn. the guys. They got money. Like they pay. It was like ten thousand dollars per person per boat, and you get like six people at max to get on that can pull the rod in. And then Jesus. the captain is a separate person. So, like, it's six people that can touch the rod plus, like, a mate and uh, the captain that rides a boat. And what are they catching? Uh, marlin. Tunas. Tuna. You call the tuna this year? Uh, we didn't go out fishing this year for oh. that. No, nah, but um, it was cool. I mean, you know, these guys are talking shit. I'm like, I, you know, I, it's above my head. But I get it. I mean, I know, the biggest fish we caught last year was 70 pounds. We caught I, – I reeled on, like, a 50-pounder. But the one that won was like 325, 340 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, big. We're talking like big, big fish. So. Yeah, when I used to work at Wegmans, we would bring in, uh, when I worked in the seafood department, we would bring in these 110, 120 pound swordfish. Yeah. Like they they were massive, man. The big. bill on that thing was like three feet long. Do you think you can make an actual sword from it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't touch it, though. That thing's just full of bacteria and just whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. You get cut with that, and then you're... Yeah, uh, you're, you're... That's a, like... You're getting tetanus like when they or something. Those, I don't know. Uh, those old traps in Vietnam where you fall through the thing, and then there's just spikes <laughs> that have poop on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah, we would bring them in, and, like, the bill would just be thoroughly wrapped and covered. And, like, we once you wanted to take it off, like, take the, the covering and the wrap off, 
you would just have to throw the head out essentially. It's like a needle in a hospital. Yeah. They um so like they look for like the billfish and it's called the white marlin open. You know, they haven't caught a white marlin in like a couple of years. And it went to the la- it's a three day thing, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They didn't catch a billfish till Friday, which was pretty interesting because like that's what the whole tournament's about. But once they did, people were going ape shit. I mean, the fishing people or people that love fish are a whole different breed. Yeah. But nobody got caught putting weights in the fish. Well, that's what I said. I said, you know, what's to say <laughs> yeah. you can't put a couple of lead weights up in that bitch and call it a day, you know, oh that's a four hundred pound tuna, you know, but no one that I know of caught that scandal. shit. But the yeah. biggest scandal was that someone handed the rod off mid reel in, which is a big no no. If you if you catch a big fish and it could take you two yeah. hours to reel it in, you have to pull it in. Oh man. Apparently the biggest tuna that got caught you know, I got tired and handed over to Avery, and then he finished it up. Uh, Someone so found a, out that he, you know, it was disqualifying. A yeah, but you know, offense. but who knows? I don't know. You know, but my pay grade. That's wild. So good. Yeah, well, we got Jacob on here talk fish. Yeah, talk yeah. yeah Jacob. We should have like a, a special outdoorsman episode. Get uh, the all, what is it? An angler? Get everyone the angler yeah. pod. Yeah, we yeah, get yeah. Jacob on here. Get, get Nick. Joe Garrity. Yeah, get Joe Garrity get the OG up in this. Joe Garrity yeah. up in here. Get, uh, yeah, Damn. Talk some fly fishing. Yeah, and, get uh, Monaco the on other here. Kinds of fishing. Mm-hmm. Get uh, who else? Becky. Yeah, we'll Becky get everyone up, up in here to fly this. fishing. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool. It was a good, nice, good downtime. I've been fishing a long time. Nice. Did you guys miss me at all? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, we <laughs> missed you. You missed out on the no hitter, man. I know. I and the birthday. I know. Uh, yeah, it was a real yeah. historic uh, week for multiple reasons. Damn. Yeah, we had live reacts, man. Well, but well, hey, what was your reaction? Now we can get it. Oh, it was amazing. We got down there just in time to catch like the eighth and ninth inning. So I looked at the TV and I was like, ah. I mean, I looked at Joe Garrett and we were the same thing. I'm like, let's not say, let's not jinx this shit. Like, we know what's about to happen or what's pending here. Eighth inning was great. It's good to see him come out of there with the stadium rocking and his mom and, you know, wife the and baby. kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was cool to see. I mean, every time you see a historical moment, whether it's your team or not, it's awesome. Uh, but it was really. Really cool. I mean, great to see that. I mean, especially off of what they've been doing in terms of a hitting standpoint. You know, Trey Turner's come back. Castellanos is on fire. The team was pretty much almost in playoff mode. They were rocking at all cylinders. And to see him come in, his second game ever as a no-hitter, you know, it was pretty pretty cool. His reaction was neat. And in Vans. Yeah, yeah. Vans. <laughs> First pair of Vans in the Baseball Hall of Fame right there, man. Mm-hmm. Nah, I like Lorenzen. Excited to see him in his next start. He hasn't pitched since then. It's been a week. Yeah, yeah, they got that six man. But he pitched game. twice in a week, so he had. I mean, you know, you had a full game, which we haven't done yet this year, or yeah, at least sparingly. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Phillies' first complete he game. He pitched all season. seven or eight innings under a week prior to that, so it's good to see that. You know, as we talked about it before, where we we were hoping for a big bat in outfield or something like that. But I will say, this pickup has been hand over fist. You know, proven itself so far. Yeah, it's been super valuable. Yeah. And uh, I guess since we're on the fills, might as well just jump on right into them, into right? Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a, uh, like we said, a bit of a skid here. They had that 13 runs against the Twins. You're feeling pretty good about that series. And then they just stopped hitting, as they are wont to do. Yeah, it was funny. We watched the game Saturday at a Brothers 2 Lounge. Oh, Famous yeah. Southfield establishment. Shout out 15th and Rittner. Great the OG bar. Primo Hoagie right down the street, too. Can't beat it. But, uh, yeah, we watched it at, um, at Brothers 2. And talking with some of the regulars there, they were just like, 
You know what? I knew the Phillies were going to get shut out, or I think we might have scored a run. I forget. Whatever I think they that game eventually. Like in the eighth inning, I think they finally scored. I wasn't so it was paying like, attention. Yeah, 9-1 to one or some shit. But uh, they were like, yeah, as soon as you saw this team score 13 runs, you had to know they were going to come out and lay an egg. All year. Yeah. Yep. That's all All our lives as Philly, Phillies fans for the most part, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's wild because you think, I mean, I try not to be that worried about it because you have to figure at some point this is going to even out and sort of normalize like you know i can't be that concerned about the offense because they do have these big uh big games so i know that like spread it out over time they're capable of hitting uh you know pretty well on average but it is it is just utterly maddening how they just always seem to go completely cold after a good game like that i don't know Seems like it just mathematically and uh, just the sheer odds, like how can that possibly continue? But so far it has. Well, it's a weird almost like there's no place like home with this team where like, you know, you're at home, you give up a loss. Okay, fine. They rarely have a major slip up at home in terms of a losing streak. But as soon as they hit the road, something, I don't know, they either get too hyped up on, you know, the no hitter or they get hyped up on the big run game or whatever. And they don't really, uh, they don't show out. There's no – we've talked about it all year where it's just a lack of consistency with this team. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's the pitching playing bad or the hitting not hitting, we finally got JT back in the – or uh, uh, what's it called? Trey Turner back in the game. But, yeah, I don't know. And they thankfully they're holding on to the top spot, which is good for now. But, you know, you're playing up – Play some good teams down the stretch, you know. San Fran won't be pretty. Yeah, Gabe you know, Kapler, fucking. They always give us a hard nipping time. Nipping at our ankles, you know. So I think that we're we've said it all year. Like, there's not a surprise to us, but there's no clear fix of. We thought, okay, Trey's the answer. Like, if he starts hitting, we're good to go. But then he starts hitting, and everyone else goes cold. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird yeah. thing. But as long as it can float onto the wild card spot, playoffs, you know, you at least have it a set amount of games at home they'll be okay yeah but they're yeah. really the, yeah getting that top wild card spot's huge because you want that that you know opening wild card series to be at home you want to come in confidently you don't want to like yeah you don't want to like a plane with playoffs. no fucking wheels skidding yeah. onto the tarmac like and they're they're constantly like a f- floating up floating down like they're not like oh we're chilling we're good to yeah. go i feel like i'm on a frontier airline place right now like or spirit of it like we're not it's not confident. Like it might take off, it might not, we might be delayed, like who knows, my bag might get there. I don't know. Might hit a hell of a lot of turbulence. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, damn, a hundred bucks to get here. I got That was sick. Pay. And then you're like, wait, it's still spirit. Like we don't know what's gonna happen. Dude, I took fr- frontier or spirit or one of those one time and the thing that drove me insane is that it costs more money to have a carry on <laughs> than it is to check a bag. Yeah. So it was like I had to like I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to check the bag. And so I had to take, like, my headphones and, like, other shit. I'm just, like, bumbling around the airport <laughs> just carrying all the shit just so I could save, like, $30 or whatever. Weird fucking airline. Yeah. But that's how this team is. Weird. It, on paper, you're like, damn, this team should be killing it. And then you watch them, you're like, what the f- – what? Yeah. I mean, on paper this year, you kind of thought this was going to be an elite offense that was just going to carry the team. Yeah. You figured – the bullpen yeah. will be solid. The starters will be good, but it's kind of been the like I don't want to say the opposite. The starters have been outstanding for the most part, other than Nola. Um, the bullpen's been solid, other than a few hiccups here or there. It's just been the offense, man. Just hasn't been consistent. 
Yeah, and I mean, so, as you go down the line, look at all their numbers. Like, if you just go through the uh, the start, the you know the line, regular right? lineup, yeah. and look at all like their OPS or whatever. Like, they're good numbers, but it's just they're either all hitting or they're all not hitting. Yeah, which is not you know. It's a contagious, uh, like hit streak, which is fine when it works. But like, if Schwarber goes zero for three and Harper's having a bad day and JT's not really on his stuff, like they are, no one's there to. You know, Castellanos might hit a home run in the, in the fifth inning. Yeah, but, but if no one's on if, base, yeah, it, it doesn't you know, matter, like, right? It's great, but no one picks up on that. They're very much dependent on the guy ahead of them at least getting on base. And I feel like that's a testament to them being at home or when they're away, they lose that juice. When they're at home, I feel like they're always in it. Yeah. They could be down 4-0. They could be down you know, 3-2 in the bottom of the ninth. I feel like there's always a chance. When they're away, it's a completely different team. And, you know, that's upsetting because it's not sustainable if you want to make a playoff push. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw it last year, right? Like, they were able to win some tough games on the road in Atlanta and San Diego that I don't know if I would trust this team to win right now just because, yeah, I think on, on the season they're above 500 on the road, but it's just very inconsistent where they'll run off. I think at one point this year they ran off like nine or ten games on the road. Then they'll end up losing three games on the road in a row, and it just it's hard to have faith in that sort of inconsistency. But get that first wild card, at least get that first series at home, and then get nice and hot. And yeah, hopefully they just have to hope they get hot at the right time. Yeah. Which is pretty much always the case in the playoffs. I think they do better without having like a bot like without waiting. Like they they are on paper, they should be at top of a division, but I think that this team plays better when they're behind. Like, when they play below their standard, they perform better in the moment, which is kind of weird, but... It's that underdog mentality. You know, Not but that it's, dog mentality, the underdog yeah, but mentality. It's one thing when you have that dog mentality or underdog mentality, but when it's a chosen underdog mentality, then you're playing with fire because, like, you don't have that true grit in you. You're like, oh, we, we know that if... We'll make it eventually, and we'll play good when we get there, but let's just try to just get into the show. Like, last year, I get it. You know, they were just like, let's just make it. Once we get in there, we'll go for a run. Here, it's like, now that you have an expectation, they're still happy with the fact that, well, if we get in, we're okay. And I don't know if that works with this team. Yeah, I mean, last year, they were pretty much playing with house money in the playoffs, but this year, you're coming up like you were just the NL champions. Yeah, like, the people Braves are going to be pissed at you. Yeah, yeah you're going to be expected to, to, you know, at least be a contender. And the end of the road, the end of the rainbow isn't San Diego. It's a juggernaut in the Braves. Like, unless yeah. they somehow get knocked off again. Like, also, we get the top two teams got knocked off before we had to go up there. Like, so it was pretty good for us in terms of an NL getting to the yeah. uh, World Series. We're now, like, like hunted win teams have not had a very good track record in the right. playoffs lately. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but the Braves are. Pff, Braves, I mean, are, uh, Braves yeah. are scary. The Braves Stupid are good. looking pretty fucking good. And they have our number from a bullpen standpoint where, like, we can't hit shit off them. So, you know, maybe we shut them down here and there, but they're going to go toe-to-toe with us that way. And what Noel's been showing us and, you know, what Walker has been as well, great pitcher, but not playoff stability kind of pitching that you want to see. I mean, around the across the board. So they got about a month left. They could do it. They could prove us wrong. But, yeah, it's consistency when it comes down to it. Yeah, I guess speaking of pitching and speaking of consistency, Trevor, you had mentioned it in the open. Sir Anthony. Yeah, just does not look. uh, That game last night, like what I saw of the end of it, just could not not find the strike zone, man. 
Like his velocity's there, but he just cannot control anything. Has no command. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of how it goes with relievers, I guess. They're good one year, they're kind of suck the next year, they're good the next year. That's kind of why they're relievers, you know. Yeah. It's like when people, yeah, like whenever like if someone ever asks like why does why are certain pitchers relievers and certain ones are starters, it's like well because the relievers aren't good enough to be starters. Basically, is the real answer. Yeah, and that's yeah because. They can't be consistent over five, six, seven innings and, you know, sometimes can't be consistent from year to year. I don't know. Hopefully he gets it together. At least we got Alvarado's making some rehab appearances now. He was just pitching in uh, on Lehigh Valley, so hopefully we'll have him back. Lehigh Valley's been popping off. Everyone we sent down is looking yeah, pretty Cody good. Yeah, Cody Clemens had like oh, a three-home yeah, three yeah, run game. Your boy Derek Hall. Yep. Yeah, well, Derek, well, Derek Hall had a two-home run game, and I think in the same game, Cody Clemens had three. three. Yeah. Damn, so they hit five dingers between – call them up right now. I, yeah. would say, I would say they went toe-to-toe, but some might say they went thumb-to-thumb, and I think Cody <laughs> Clemens won that shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Derek Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Clemens won the thumb-wrestling match. Big time. I mean, you know, I think that that's a good sign for sure. You know, playoff – potential yeah, of course jake can, cave was also mashing in triple a before they called him up and he oh, he's done been shit bought, since he he's up. been ass he's been also inconsistent for sure but you know i mean we'll see they have some sort of plan i i doubt that they have some kind of it's almost like the pitchers aren't as good down there <laughs> <Yeah>. some might <laughs> say <laughs> for some reason like it's easier to hit in the minors <laughs> than it is in the majors go figure <laughs> but yeah but consistency is the key word for this team this year. It's not anything exciting or anything fun or sexy. Right, but yeah. It's just a boring, steady topic of That's I left my beers the potential is there. They just haven't put it together yet. Yeah, I think moving forward, if they are able to get it together, if, say, a few guys can get hot and stay hot and the pitching can get it together, they'll win the wild card easy. There's no chance that they catch the Braves, but you get no. their first wild card and you're hosting a lesser team, you're hosting, I guess, be the second wild card, you feel pretty good about your chances if that's the Giants, if, especially if it's the Marlins. You host that wild card game at home, too. You know what I mean? Like you said, we have... They got to come here. Well, and we have the most home games to end the season of any team in the MLB. So if they're playing like they play at home, which is what they should be playing like on paper, they can't play for shit away... I feel pretty good about that. Once you get into the show, I'm cool with that. I just yeah. wish that they weren't in the position that they were. Like the Braves, kudos to them. They had a phenomenal year last year. They pretty much picked up where they left off. They had a pretty disappointing thing. But they have that chip on their shoulder where they didn't just – they're not just happy getting into the playoffs. Yeah, they're they coming wanted, for us, man. They want to dominate. Be like, we should have been in the World Series last year, which we're just happy that we went there last year. And this year we're like, well, let's just get in the playoffs again, which you can – it's a visible thing to see on the team. But like you said, if we just do their job – you know, win the series every time you play someone away, come back home, maybe get a sweep or two, which would be nice, and hit, everybody hits. Woohoo! I'm, I'm cool with that. So, we'll see. Yeah. I guess my concern levels right now, it's like three and a half out of ten. We'll see what happens this weekend. Play the Nats. That should be a get right series where offense starts to hit, pitching gets right. And the Phillies roll off another winning streak. Got the Giants coming into town. I think they're really the only contending-ish team we play for the rest of the month. They're yeah, right on our Mets ass. They're right on their yeah in the uh, in the wild card race. So that's a huge series. And right we there. we jumped them. Now we're tied with them. So they you know they're they're a good team. Again, they're not like 
maybe the most sexiest team out there, but they play well. They play oh, good baseball. Oh, they do have Gabe Kapler. So. Yeah, that's a good-looking man, Gabe Kapler. <laughs> well, him, I'm <laughs> talking about the players themselves. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yo. Probably the sexiest manager in baseball. I mean, let's be real. I mean, Rob Thompson, I'm not going to lie, though. He, you know, <laughs> Just turned 60 today. He's yeah. was, He would have been the hottest guy at the White Mar Open. <laughs> but now I did see there uh, the other night Gabe Kapler was rocking like he had uh, – a hoodie on with the sleeves cut off. He was doing. Here we go. He was doing He's like brolic, the, dude. Yeah, but he was doing like the uh, Bill Belichick thing. Only he can. He actually has like you know big muscular arms and shit. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He had like sleeves under it, but it was still like you know. Yeah, I feel like Gabe a, Kapler, a fit man. He kind of got the short end of the stick here. Yeah, I think it was just bad timing. You know, yeah. like uh, he was trying some things. You know, a little like. He definitely, unconventional stuff and they just didn't have a good enough team to to make it seem like it was work it just seemed like everything he was, did wasn't working because the team just wasn't good enough and then he goes to the giants and they're you know pretty fucking good i also feel like as a first year manager he was kind of just thrown into this position where gm's under pressure president of baseball ops is under pressure and he's just expected to just mm-hmm. win right away even if you have a good roster as a first year manager it's kind of hard to step into that just take it and run. Sure, it happens, but yeah, I don't think that Gabe Kapler really was set up to to succeed and to last long term. Was he weird? And did he try some weird things and say some weird things? For sure. But at the same time, like we went and saw with the Giants, he's been good for them since, and he's really kind of turned them around. And I don't know, man. I like Topper. Was not down with Joe Girardi worth a damn. We could have kept Gabe Kapler for a couple more years, in my opinion. But whatever. Good for him. Good for us, too. Yeah, it worked out. That about it for the Phils? Yeah, I don't have nothing else so. in my anything notes. Else? I got... Should we go on to the, the dreadful topic? Oh, of, yeah, God. let's get this out of the way. Yeah, let's just talk this some BS, James dude. Harden, baby. Yeah, it's not even the Sixers right now. It's just, it's just really James just Harden. James Harden. Yeah, there's nothing really going on with the Sixers. It's just James Harden. Uh, so, of course, as I'm sure everyone is known by now, he stated publicly in, I guess, it, was, it, was, it looked like what? he was doing some kind of yeah. like basketball camp thing for, <laughs> like, yeah, it, like you couldn't really see exactly who he was talking to. There was, like, two angles. One was just straight on him, and then the other one, like, Show it to the side so you kind of see some people, but it almost seemed like he was just talking to a room full of like ten year olds. Yeah, or no, something. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> they were <laughs> all like, so "Yeah, funny. fuck Daryl Morey." You're like, "Yeah, you know, Daryl Morey's yeah. not well liked like, in China." Yeah. But oh, no, well, yeah, because he's... he had the like free Hong Kong thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which that's then... another layer of it. This is not only uh, you think Harden knew not only he... NBA yeah, politics. This, this is, is a... geopolitics. You think Harden had now. that plan? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to China yeah. and say this shit. I, about dude, I think it's, it's all about the wine deal for him because then ten thousand bottles. He sold a bajillion bottles. His of wine. wine. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this part. He sold ten thousand yeah. bottles after he made that uh, clip. Ten thousand bottles got sold instantly. Yeah, in China. Well, yeah. Well, he's like loved in China because there's a big uh, rockets contingency there because of Yao Ming. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So like, there's a big like a lot of Rockets fans there, and then of course they all um, latch on to Harden. Bullshit. So like, they love James it's all Harden. It's employee trying to get paid. You know, it's just. But yeah, I mean, I guess let's like break down the whole thing. So like, I thought he was it's... in front of a garage at first. I'm not gonna lie. When, he, when I saw that video, I was like, "Whose house is he at? Like, where? <laughs> like, what the fuck?" And then once they panned out, I was like, "Oh, what the f-? like?" I was very confused at what was happening. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just absurd and. 
you know, I'm sure that Daryl Morey is not completely blameless in this whole thing. It seems like there was definitely oh, he, some kind of yeah. breakdown in communication. Some things were not clearly communicated. And, you know, you know, Daryl Morey is just, you know, he's a, he's a fucking, um, you know, cold analytic guy, which is sort of what you want from someone in his position. But, like, I could totally understand how maybe he gave wrong impressions here and there. But, I mean, if we're... The, like the whole like premise with like the what the Harden stands are saying is like well he was clearly offered you know they they in the last off season it was very clear that uh, Harden took a pay cut so that they could sign uh, you know PJ Tucker and Daniel House and then with the with the idea that you do this for us this year we'll take care of you next year like thinking like we'll give him a max contract but the problem with that is. If he was under the impression that he like was gonna be, have this deal in hand, why the fuck was him and his agent leaking exactly. all this shit about Houston for like halfway through the season on? Like you're clearly there's no way you could say that you were like certain that this was gonna happen because it just makes absolutely no sense to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's just like ridiculous. Yeah, none of it really makes any sense. His agent has just bought this His agent this just, just looks like yeah. might a be dumbass. the dumbest person yeah. alive. Didn't he just hire this agent like a year or two ago? Yeah, too? well, because well, that's the other, that's the other part of it too. It's like if he again, like if he was so sure that he was getting a max deal, why do you even have an agent? Right, Most right. people that know they're getting a max deal, that's you're just wasting money having an agent. You're just yeah. going to sign that contract and you're to get all the money and not have to pay like whatever percentage to your agent. And this agent just lost him he a just, shitload he of hired, money. He hired an agent because he knew he was going to have to do some negotiating, some finagling, some like leveraging, whatever, this and that. And, um, fucked it up. Yeah. It's like he, like, yeah, it just feels like he, it, I don't know who the hell this guy is that he hired, but it seems like he's just like, it feels like he's just like some kid that played Dude. like, you know, NBA, uh, you know, like he's been playing like 2K yeah. uh, uh, franchise Mark, mode. Yeah, Did a couple, mode. Mode. Yeah. Yeah. A couple mock drafts. Yeah. I was like, I think I got like it. How this yeah. all works. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like every step, everything that they've done this whole process has just been like a misstep after misstep. Like, and then, you know, uh, you know, once it gets to the end of the season and yeah, he's to make the decision where he's going to opt into this contract or not. Like, uh, if he like was dead set on not playing for the Sixers, not wanting anything to do with the Sixers, you don't opt into the contract. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it's wild because it's like, I mean, if you're and it's it's especially insane because I mean I I get you know the idea is like Harden opts in because he thinks that he's going to be able to get traded in the off season, like you know Daryl will trade me or whatever. But like you literally just saw how Daryl handled. The Simmons situation. He's not just going to trade you for peanuts just to get rid of you. Right? Yeah, like, that's how gonna, you ended up here. That's how exactly. That's, yeah. You literally right. were part of this thing, and this is happening again. So, like, why the fuck did you think that he was just going to trade you for like the first available offer? And then on top of that, he they keep like leaking the shit that he only wants to go to the Clippers, which just makes it even harder. Yeah, that to diminishes trade. your value even more. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's just like it's. Truly unbelievable how him and his agent have handled this whole thing. It's just like, uh, there's no words. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that Daryl Morey's blameless and like, or uh, Daryl Morey owns some blame in all of this. In that, yeah, I'm sure he, like he made like hinted at a little overpromising what he was going to give Harden, but it, like also he definitely dude, wasn't making any guarantees. You also have seen how Harden is like. If you're Daryl Morey, you've seen how he's handled this in Houston. You've seen how he's handled it in Brooklyn. Like, you know this isn't going to end well when you sort of 
agree to this contract and agree to whatever sort of under the table deals that may or may not have happened. Yeah. And you but... just kind of proceeded to go through with it anyway, with all of that in mind. And yeah, I think Daryl Morey kind of misread the situation, thinking that Harden was going to play along with whatever to win a championship. Harden doesn't really care about winning a championship. No, nope, clearly. Like he yeah. he kind of just cares yeah. about himself and his money and. Daryl Morey thought that he was in a, a committed relationship, but it was really more of a friends with benefits situation. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Honestly, yeah. yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, so at this point, I think that Harden is obviously projecting the fact that no team wants him onto the Sixers, but hello, he's I mean, also projecting that Daryl Morey kind of played him a little bit. At the same time, I don't think that Harden needs to be going around saying, like, yeah, Daryl Morey is a liar. I'll never be a part of it, any organization he's a part of. I refuse to report for training camp. I'm never going to play for the Sixers yeah. again. Because, like, do you, yeah, it's like, do you think that that's helping your trade value yeah. or hurting it? Right. Right. His trade value is already – any what value Harden's had, he's already hurt by what he pulled in Houston. What right. he pulled in Brooklyn. I know. No team – even the Clippers are probably like, yeah, I don't want to give up a lot for him because – Especially since it's just a rental. Yeah. And right. we see what's happened with him in past, in past spots. So – yeah, if you want, like, if if you if you want uh, another team to offer a package for you that Daryl Morey is going to be satisfied with, for uh, you know, just one year or half a year, you have to like, you know, give people the sense that like you're going to be on your best behavior, yeah, and you're going to be like, you know, pulling everything off, and you're going to be trying as hard as you fucking can to deliver a championship to that team for the one year that you're on them, and he's not done that <laughs> at all. Yeah, he's never done that anywhere. Yeah, no. He kind of made us think he was doing in the playoffs this year, but then game six and game seven, he lays two Every other eggs. game, and then that was it. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll show. like, I'll cop to the fact that, like, I've, you know, up until uh, this kind of blew up, I was probably... Uh, we as, were all... As, I was probably as, as much of a pro-Harden guy as we any Sixers were. fan. I mean, we said it almost... I wanted him to come back. I was like, the team's better with him, all this stuff, but, like, at this point, like, all this other shit, it's just like, yeah, I guess he is who... People said he, he is yeah. who they thought they were. We yeah, talked like, podcast over podcast that, like, listen, it's a dramatic league. Okay, we get it. You know, this will all blow over. Like, we're going to be done talking about it. Like, maybe, okay, they're at, like, the stupid white party. They're at this thing. They're doing whatever. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're going to handle it on their own. And I feel like this is a very unnecessary, weird move by Harden, which, like you said, doesn't help him at all. And there's nothing after that that we – that as Maury or the Sixers, like – why do you, you can't combat that because you're not going to pay him, even if there's nothing you can do, you're done. Like yeah. he either just comes back or he doesn't, which clearly he doesn't want to come back now. So either he hangs out with fucking yeah, Dwight I mean, Howard for a year, like it's gonna or be another uh, Simmons. I mean, but this is different from the Simmons situation in that there's that clause in the the CBA. Oh yeah, that yeah. says if Harden doesn't report for work after 30 days. The Sixers own his rights, and after the end of this season, they can decide if they want to make him a free agent available for other teams or not. So they could just be like, yeah, you dicked us but like, over. How does that work if they don't make him available? That means they, that can they use have to him retain as a trade him for thing like next how year? much. He they... essentially has to play for the Sixers until they decide, like, yeah. What's like, I mean, but what kind of contract would he be on in that, in that situation? It would just be the same opt-in. 
Oh, just yeah, you the opt-in opt 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 just gets pushed back a year if he sits out for playing. over 30 days. So yeah, Maury's yeah. going to basically keep playing ball. So Maury, gotta... like, Maury isn't, like, he's going to say, all right, you want to sit out? We own your He'll rights. He'll never play yeah. again then, unless he wants to play he for could, us. Like, he could do a that. A few articles I've read have hypothesized, like, yeah, his career might just end like this. <laughs> Dude, well, that's the I other think... thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm not the only, uh, other people have been saying this, and it's, like, kind of silly, but, I mean, maybe not that silly. Does he just fucking play in China? That's what, <laughs> like, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He just pulls, yeah. like, you know, like, goes up, like, people love him there. No one in China gives a fuck that he's, uh, you know, uh, forced his way out of Houston, out of uh, New York, or out of Brooklyn, out of, uh, out of Philly. And, like, I mean, he's he's over there having the time of his life. You he's see the video the, of him dancing in the, yeah, yeah, motor, dancing. Or the scooter or whatever? He's riding the scooter around. Yeah, with the helmet. He's just, do, he's just like, living his life, doing his thing, man. You know, maybe, like, I mean, you think about, it, like, you know, uh, he's been, you know, spending his, his life over here, you know, going out late, clubbing, going to strip clubs, just indulging in all manners of Western decadence. So, you know, maybe it's finally time for him to go to a tea shop, you know, uh, you know, embrace the Red Dragon and uh, fall into the warm arms of the Cultural Revolution, you know, like... <laughs> See, they're going to make him an honorary member of the Chinese Communist Party. He'll start all the all the all the hardened fits that you see are just him wearing like different variations of like the Chairman Mao suit. You know, It'll just be different weird colors metals. and stuff. Yeah. Harden yeah. gets a hammer and sickle tattoo. He gets a purple heart. He's yeah, gonna. The fuck? They're gonna like. Uh, yeah, they're gonna like publish uh, a little red book of James Harden quotes <laughs> that everyone keeps in their pocket at all times. Dude, he comes out with the special liquor, the hammer and the sickle. <laughs> yeah. The the James Harden oh, the James Harden Chinese whiskey. I don't know. Double step. Yeah. Just a bitch move. I mean, I don't know. He just went I think you hit it to the head there, Trevor. We're like, you hired an agent, you're one of the most well known players actively in basketball. You don't need an agent. You know, you're well connected. You've been on multiple teams, multiple different conferences. Like people know what they're gonna get with you. Deal yourself. You fucked yourself over, and now you're mad about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean a couple this, months ago, he was like, projecting. a couple months ago, he was like, I want, I want Doc fired, and then I'll come back. They fired Doc almost instantly, and he's still – like, it's it's a shame because we keep comparing it to the Ben Simmons situation, but at least Ben Simmons, like, toward that part of it, couldn't perform at all, where at least you know the potential. Like, you know that Harden and Embiid could be a great answer with some additional pieces around them to get us to where we want to go. and. Harden is just taking a route that is, again, he it's just that doesn't Philip care. About and at least, like, it, I mean, as much as like, obviously, we all hated what Simmons did here, but at least, like, from his standpoint, you can kind of be like, you know, obviously, he's he's damaged goods or whatever, but he's still a, a relatively young player, right? Who he's has a lot eight, of upside, right. and like, you could totally see like a team being like, if we could just give this guy a change scene, change of scenery, you know, get his head right, turn him around, we could turn him back into the player that he should be. Uh-huh. You don't have any of that shit with Harden. No. Yeah. It's just like you got Father Time fucking him up. You he's, got GMs that don't he's like done him. This tw- three times yeah. now. Yeah, it's just like yeah, the 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 same value is just not there. And right. it's not like you're like, oh, I'm gonna come in and change the league. Like, no, man, you play with Westbrook and KD already in your prime. Couldn't get it done. You play with KD again when you guys are both kind of like you know senior level in your prime with a youthful team around you. Couldn't get it done. You guys literally folded instantly. Then you came to Philly. With, with a young, MVP. youthful team yeah. and played with the MVP, couldn't get that shit done. Granted, Embiid was hurt all the time again and whatever. But now this is what 
this was your your swan song is going to be selling wine in China. Hey, go for it. Like, I, it just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And mm-hmm. at this point, like, fuck it. Like, I'm over. I think I said this months ago, where like I'm over the drama of James Harden. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I, I mean, want. I would. I would prefer he comes back and plays with us. But I'm expecting us to have a season without James Harden. So yeah, I mean, just getting into the drama, of James Harden. Like, because there's that CBA clause that if he sits out for more than 30 days, the Sixers essentially decide his future. I think he's going to end up reporting to training camp and just being a pain in the ass, dude. Yeah, I'm just curious of exactly how bad that's going to be. I'm sure it's going to get – I mean, he's not going to get traded before training camp. I, I don't no. think – I think it's going to be somewhere – If you trade it, it won't be Jimmy Butler getting just, traded from Minnesota bad. Like where he shitting just, in people's sneakers and shit. Like, it, it, I don't think he'll be as abrasive as Jimmy where Jimmy was just screaming at the coaches, you fucking need me. Yeah, and yeah. just schools the, the, the starters with the third stringers and does an interview with Rachel Nichols right <laughs> after that. <laughs> Which was funny as hell. Yeah. But, like uh, Harden Hard, Hard tries to do that, and he'll just like run up and just like blow out his uh, fucking uh, <laughs> hamstring again or some shit. But yeah, I think it's going to be something it's like that where shit. there's just a lot of consternation, maybe some confrontation. Yeah, I don't know who fights him. I would typically say Pat Bev, but I know they're good friends. Yeah, this uh, PJ Tucker ain't fighting him. Like yeah, PJ Tucker had that thing. Yeah, PJ Tucker. I guess that's like, the other part of this is like, how much are is this you know fracturing the team as a whole? Like you had uh, PJ Tucker made that post. It was like I don't know what it said. It was basically yeah, like, I'm not turning like, on my man with my guy. Yeah. Um, Again, I mean, it is then, a and then, and then this isn't the fucking removes, Real Housewives uh, of fucking Philadelphia. Like it's. It's, it's, it's so a professional absurd. Yeah. I know, but the NBA is so dr- the fact that I've a, been saying this for months. Yeah. My, that's for what I'm years. saying. It's getting to the point where I'm just like, I'm just tired of the NBA. I'm Between this, dude, the watch Dame WNBA, shit. dude. But I'm yeah, exactly. Out. I can't. It's like, you know, women aren't this dramatic. You start mm-hmm. getting to like, well, this guy Walter, I think, is he's his best friend, or he was at his wedding, or he was his best man at this, or he was just in that. Like he knows his grandma. I'm like, I, fuck, I don't give a shit. Like. Are they going to play basketball? Are they going to play, you know, be in the sport and be together and do whatever? Yeah. Like, it's so much more intimate in a weird way that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't give a shit what he sells, wine. It can't be that fucking good. Never heard yeah. that shit. I'm about to become one of those, like, boomer college hoops guys who's just like, I like college because they play the right way. Yeah. They play with hard. <laughs> college they is play. hard to watch, yeah. too. I mean, the- I love, don't get me wrong, I love the small drama in the NBA. I'm here for that shit. Like when Pat Bev grabs yeah, the camera, like like when you know, in-game shit. Yeah, but like, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. And it's like when, when players, when like players, rival players have like beefs and stuff. Like that's fun. All like that's that kind sports. of shit. Like you, you, but, all, but this kind of shit is just like, well, I'm hello, fucking tired. There's of a reason yeah. why we haven't got out of the fucking second round in so long. Yeah. Even the first one. Because this and is what our offseason is. It's talking about just like, get, who showed up to whose wedding, who did, who did yeah. what, like who's on whose wine, who's mad about who, what, like, Hello, Boston like, ain't doing this shit. Between like this shit, Miami and, ain't doing this shit. Yeah, and like between this shit and like the Dame stuff, and like I'm sure I'm forgetting other things. It's like getting to the point where it's like, what the fuck is the point of even having contracts? Yeah, like, well, they dude, don't mean anything. What's the point of having commissioner? Yeah, like this, what, is, this is just Silver anarchy. Is just, yeah, gotta bring back Stern, dude. <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> bring back grave. some hard ass. Yeah, bring, bring back his the mummified corpse of David Stern. Yeah, yeah bring him back. <laughs> Do some uh, weekend with Bernie shit with David Stern. It's just so dumb. Yeah, lay, the Adam, ha- lay the hammer down. Yeah, Adam Silver's got to stand up to this. At it's this just point. yeah, he's he got just, no. This fucking is just lawless. Ball. He's a yeah. bald, ballless. His beaker dude. ass, bro. No, who's he look like? 
Oh, uh, Squidward. Squidward. Yeah. Squidward <laughs> looking ass, At least Beaker has dude. some fuzz on his yeah. head. But he talks like Beaker damn near. Yeah. But we'll see. Jane, you know, what the fuck? Go live your life in China then. Go hang out with fucking uh, Howard. Have a good life. And that's about it. I, like, what? Nothing. It's just a very random thing to come out with on like a Monday or Tuesday. To right. be like, yeah. Yo, I All these up, kids are like, I love Daryl. He's yeah. like, fuck Daryl Moore. I woke up Monday morning. I don't even know what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. I woke up Monday morning. I'm just sitting there and like open my phone, scrolling through Twitter, and I see that. And I'm just like, what the hell? Where is he? That felt so like, uncalled for. It was so ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's something I would have done in high school. Like, yeah, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, fuck I'm going to go teacher. to some random little kids yeah. at their recess and say, yeah, you know what? My sixth grade teacher is a liar. He's always been a liar. And I'm glad I'm never going back to his elementary like, school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the kids would have gotten all excited. It's the same thing. It's like hard, man. You're about to be 34 years old. You're carrying on like you're 15. Get a grip. All the kids would hype and then all their parents bought all those wines. Like this is what world – what are we doing here? A mediocre-ass wine. Yeah. I feel like – I mean it almost, it almost seems like him going to China and just everyone losing their shit over him just kind of gave him the uh, – like the balls to come out and say that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like – he needed that to remind him his own like brain that like oh I actually am the shit I am like the greatest yeah ever. what's that validation look at all these factor. Yeah. look at all these people that love my ass look at all like, these twelve year olds that are praising me right now like yes I'm glad that's yeah. the ego stroke he needed right there like you know it's just at this point it's just out of hand I mean it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever but you hit it to a tee months ago when it was still cold out after that loss like. It is the most dramatic league in all of professional sports, and James Harden is literally doing everything he can to solidify that. Yep. But uh, I guess nothing else to say on the Harden thing. Yeah. The Sixers do play on Christmas this year. I guess we can say that. Oh, yeah. So do the whatever, birds. Whatever the heat, this. Damn, we got two games on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, Double yeah. Header. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Whatever this Sixers team is going to look like, man. They're going to ruin Christmas. They play the heat. Looking like Cole. They're going to lose, It's man. looking like Cole from the Sixers. Then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the NBA, their in-season tournament got released. That schedule got released. Who cares? Yeah. I'll care more about the Sixers in February. I still think that February. the Sixers are totally going to win that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Just to rub it in our face. B-ball like, Paul is the MVP. There's this useless fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Or house. Yeah, but I guess. So if the Sixers are a nightmare in a shit show. What do you? What do we do with our weeknights during the fall and the winter? Because well, we there's like, the Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers at least like kind of be interesting to watch. They're going to be bad, but in like a it'll good be way. a fun bad. It'll, it'll be, fun be like bad. watching the process Sixers all exactly. over again. When yeah. you expect bad and then they win, you're like, hey, that was a good day. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But if they lose, you're like, all right, I knew what that was going to happen. The Sixers will just be like they're going to be so joyless. It will be just yeah. like winter is. It'll be dark and gray and cold and they'll be losing to everybody and depressed and everything you hear will be, well if only they had James Harden, who yeah. would have thought, you it's, know. So it's it's going to start that. it's going to start feeling like the last couple years of the Flyers have where it's like they're trying to hold this thing together with duct tape and you're watching it and you know it's not going anywhere and it's just like completely joyless yeah you're yeah. in winter it's like you're being at fucking Ebenezer Scrooge's law firm he just has it for one more piece of coal to keep you warm and you get like a little tiny piece of dust you might beat the heat on a random Tuesday like oh my god we're right there and then you lose to like 
boom, you lose to, to the Hornets, you yeah. lose to Detroit, you lose <laughs> yeah. to, you know, and then you're like, well, I hate my life. Yeah, it's going to be a season it. of despair and pain, yep. man. I'm looking forward to... The process. I'll still it watch. Will be, it will be yeah. the end We're of all the process. Sickos. We'll still watch it. But. I'll still watch it. They'll just give us more things to get angry about on this podcast yeah, exactly. and scream at each other. At. How many seasons left do we have until the process is officially over? Oh, the process died years ago, man. I'm yeah. just saying, but I you guess know, some people might say, in, as long as Embiid's on the right. team, but eh. I will say then, how does dead. this impact Embiid's tenure with the Sixers? He'll be here this year. Know. He's signed under contract for a while. Which means yeah, shit we'll in the fucking NBA. I mean, it seems like, you know... Yeah, it doesn't uh, really mean anything. Yeah. That's a good point. Who knows? Yeah, And Embiid seems loyal to Philadelphia, despite what he said about whether I win here or somewhere else. I think he's still loyal. Yeah, I don't... I think that was a whole lot. But who knows, man? This, this shit's all so weird. The past 10 years of this team have been just the weirdest 10 years of my sports fandom. Anything could happen at any point. Embiid, tomorrow morning, could wake up his leg just falls off. You know what I'm saying? So like, true. And beat has gangrene. Yeah. His leg needs to be amputated. Some random great white at the beach bit his leg off. Cool. Yeah. All right. well, speaking like, of, I was gonna say, speaking of gangrene, we can move on to yeah, more cheery topic. Bird gang, I'm baby. Damn Eagles, baby. Sorry, ass. Damn Eagles. Team. Bird gang, baby. Uh, yeah. So preseason game on uh, Sunday this past or who was that? Saturday? It was Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday yeah. night. The city was popping. Yeah. Um, some guys played. <laughs> uh, looking, Dude, the Ravens extended their the, win streak. Yeah, the Ravens extended the dumbest streak in sports. 24 yeah. straight preseason. Yeah, almost like 25. <laughs> I thought it was like 28. I don't know. Whatever it is, it doesn't really like. I don't remember. It for whatever it's worth, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean matter. Shit. It's preseason. Yeah. We're talking about practice. Right. Yeah, it's all silly. But um, some, some interesting uh, uh, flat, uh, fucking. Tanner McKee looked pretty good, I think. Yeah, uh, hold looked up. great. Who who did y'all enjoy watching most? We'll do we'll do it this way. I mean, the easy out I think would be Jalen Carter. I mean, he only played for like he played two, two snaps, snaps dog. Yeah, but one, say, that but one was that I will one say was, his first snap that one though. Was badass, his first dude. snap against a different team fucking buckled the guy and mm. damn near got the sack. I mean, that was yeah. He got the hit. Yeah, got a, a big hit on that was a. Impre- it's all I needed to see from him. But I will say my big standout. Um, I actually called my dad earlier today, and I was like, "All right, man, like, let me hear what you got to what you got to hear." And I think that we came to the conclusion that uh, Sydney Brown has been looking oh, yeah. my very boy, fucking good. I've yes. been saying very, that. I've been on the Sydney very, Brown very train. good. And I think that uh, the secondary as a whole, as a youth, have been looking good. But Sydney Brown would be would be the pick for me. That's been eye opening. Yeah, I've been on that. He was one of mine. I got another one, Trevor. Who you got? You're going to say Tanner McKee. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, obviously, like he's not a uh, really going to be an impactful player in the regular season, but like, dude, look good. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely your compared third to our backup. Yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you look better than Mariota okay. Thro- throwing the ball. Look much better. You could be better than Mariota. I Mariota mean- had some decent like running plays and stuff, but um, yeah, and then you know Ian Book came in and was just like, oh god, awful, oh. terrible, terrible, fucking Ian Book. <laughs> terrible spot on <laughs> terrible spot uh, on. so yeah i think that's tanner mckee's job to lose the third string which i mean you know if we if it comes to that we're probably fucked anyway but you know good to know there's a guy there that maybe can come in uh 
Yeah. Randomly, if there's some weird thing happens, you know, whatever the fuck. But um, well, you go up by 25, fourth quarter, you you know, yeah. throw him in there, see what he does. Avery, what you got? Yeah, so you took the one that I had, Sidney Brown. But, yeah, he did look great, man. I think this team has needed a, a, a safety like that for a while. For all, as great as Malcolm Jenkins was, he wasn't that run around, fly around, and hit guys. We got he him was hold, we got a great coverage his, safety. Late in his career, we he got He could really diagnose yeah. the defense and point out where guys should be and was the captain of the team. But he wasn't the, the fly around like Troy Palomalu type the way that yep. Sidney Brown is. Yep. So, yeah, Sidney Brown's there for me. And this other guy is a down-the-roster guy. Tyree Cleveland, man. Yeah. The receiver. Yeah. He looked nice. He was looking nice, looking dude. Looking good. He's... Again, he's one of those like one of those guys a position that if he's playing, it's not great. But I think Quez Watkins has been out with the hammy. He's going to be behind when the season starts. Tyree Cleveland might get some meaningful snaps early in the season, man. I think that yeah. that was more of a testament to a good point with that for sure. I mean, Sidney Brown has been a stud, and I think you know the two guys he studied growing up have been Troy Palmolo and B Dog. And I feel you can like tell. You can we, totally tell. We drafted. Yeah, he's got uh, that intensity. You know? Yeah, and he's built. He's built like a more yeah, physical up, secondary dude. guy. Yeah. You know, when we picked up Kevon Wallace, they were like, "Well, his roommate at Clemson was Beat Dog's son." Okay, but I mean, no knock on him, but he doesn't have that same physicality. Where at least this guy studied. He didn't say he studied Beat Dog. He just said that like he was close with the family. Yeah. Where Sidney Brown has been actively studying film of two guys that you can't play that way, but. The fact that a young guy knows that you got to be that physical to be a good safety, a drop-down safety like Malcolm Jenkins, we got him late in his career, so that makes sense that he was pointing guys different ways. But I yeah. think that the Cleveland pick is more of a uh, Brian Covey should be watched yeah. looking out. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a punt returner, uh, Cleveland, I think, because I think Watkins has been showing out in training camp and shit when he's been healthy. But he's got yeah. this hamstring, and that's yeah, for that's sure. A hamstring's a serious like it's not a serious injury, but it's something to keep an eye on. For yeah. sure, but I think Cleveland though so is more going to solidify first special teams, and then maybe like I think that game was for him potentially into that into that mold. Yeah, and then you know work your way up to the third, fourth, you know, because really. The receiving core is going to be A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Goddard as your top three. Watkins yeah, then Zacchaeus, then Watkins or Cleveland. They're yeah. like your fourth in terms of load-bearing uh, receiving core. Also, some good uh, cornerback play. Fucking Eli Ricks, dude. Yeah, oh, the Alabama kid, dude. Six. That was Phenom- a hell of a play. He, he almost like, had talk- another one, yeah, too. Yeah, he was yeah. like talking shit. He was like – and. Yeah, it's nice because I feel like this is the first time uh, in I don't know how many years where you kind of feel like they actually have some decent depth at cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because. Um, Hasn't been the case at all. Yeah, because I mean, going into the season, you're like, well, we got Slay and Bradbury, but like they're kind of old. They're a year older now. And Maddox like, was always getting hurt. So, like, yeah, didn't Matt, really have... and so like, I feel like every year it's kind of been like once one of those, one of our quarterbacks goes down, it's just like, ugh, like this is going right. to be ugly. But Someone now get burnt. Yeah. it's like they have some depth. So it's going to be – I mean, the the defense is really fascinating this year because obviously last year they were pretty stacked but not as deep. And, like, one of the sort of, like, cautionary things with, like, projecting the Eagles season this year has been, like, well, they got super lucky with injuries last year. Very unlikely that they're going to have that much injury luck this year. Mm-hmm. But I think this team is much better equipped to sustain injuries this year than last year's team. At certain positions, yeah. I, I think secondary, that, I would agree with that. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I think, I think that it's 
been good to see that when we do transition defensive coordinator to defensive coordinator, like Jim Schwartz did have that rotational value when he was here where like, you know, you bring in guys and you'd have guys sub in, sub out and kind of do that thing. And uh, Gannon, as a piece of shit as he is, Gannon, did do that though from a defensive credit. front four though. He couldn't scheme a defense, but the front four did rotate very well so that no one really got hurt. I and can I, do that I, in Madden. Don't give him that I'm much I'm just saying, though, but you've seen that from Schwartz to him, and hopefully Desai knows that. If you, I think Desai, in my head, the front four, even front seven, if you want to put it all together, is the most established part of that defense. The secondary has been, since really Jim, uh, Jim Johnson left, has been the big crutch. You know, Since you lost Sheldon Brown, Redalk, all those guys out in the secondary. Yeah, we, we had a couple years here or there, but I get your point. We yeah. haven't had a solid, you know, he had one guy, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, he had. Well, the, the couple years with Asante. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm saying like, I get your point. We had a couple years here or there. That was still with Johnson though, for a minute though. He was still alive for that. Yeah. Them. I guess at least one of the years. When yeah. he was gone, you had fucking, uh, what's it called? Namdi Asamwa, DRC, <laughs> the dream team. Yeah, like who else we, we haven't had, had a, to your point, a, a, a secondary that felt confident last year felt like the first year, and I hope that Desai, being a He's from a on safety. paper a yeah. more secondary force guy, the front seven you could coach that fucking front. Especially now you got older guys at the front, they're rotating. You got Jordan Davis back healthy. You got the steal of the draft and Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Hassan Reddick still pretty young. I mean, my nipples are hard just talking about this shit. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna be. Uh, I mean, like one of the other things that people have been saying is like, well. You know, they lost Hargrave, and as good as Jalen Carter is, you can't expect him to b- replace Hargrave's production. But it's like getting to the point where, like, uh, maybe he can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but it's like, damn, he looks fucking good. I want I want to see it more. Like, yeah, the, the yeah. reports from, like, the people I mean, we that only are... saw two snaps, but, like, all the... It seems like every reporter from training camp is just glowing about it. Well, what, the, what, the, what they're saying in training camp is... His big plays, like I think against the Browns, he knocked Joel Batonio on his mm-hmm. ass, who's a Pro Bowl caliber guard. All pro. All pro, yeah. So he knocked him on his ass. So he had that play. He had the play in the preseason game. But there are a lot of plays where he just doesn't flash. So it's just kind of his highs are really high, but kind of a consistency thing, right? Which is yeah. what you're going to run into with a younger player. Yeah. I think the front, the front four in specific should be fine because talk about it. Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Sweat. Cox. Cox. Uh, Jordan Barnett Davis should be is better. Healthy and look, Barnett. You know, again, gonna, drew a penalty. He's committing <laughs> dumbass penalties in preseason yeah. games and in training camp. He's got does, two dude. personal fouls that's in what, training that's, camp. That's what, he, that's what he does. It's always him. Hashtag it's always him. Milton Williams, too. You got yeah, oh, there. I forgot about Milton Williams. Yeah. He's a baller, man. Yeah. But yeah, the front seven should be fine. Um, linebacker, still a little concerned. I want to. I hope that uh, what's it called gets some reps this week. Nakobe um, Dean. Well, Nakobe Dean he should be playing Miles, tomorrow. Miles Jack should be playing too a little. Yeah, bit. They, I think Miles Jack Zach Cunningham. Yeah, they Cunningham, they, should, they should be playing on Sunday. Like. No, but they should be out there for at least a good drive or two just to get a feel of how they do back there because that is our biggest crutch is the linebacker core, which has kind of been the way we talked about the last two weeks ago, where since we lost D'Amico Ryan and Jordan Hicks has been a a yearly kind of what free agents are on the market. Maybe one new young guy comes in and then you rotate some shit, but yeah, I mean, defense should be good. All things considered. 
a few people like uh, Bo Wolf, Shio Kapadia have said that they think the defense is going to be worse. I don't know if I buy that. The defense was historically the front four his, was unprecedentedly historic. good. Yeah, well, I you, mean it's going to be inter- really interesting because I mean one I mean one of the reasons why I mean I'm sure they're not going to reproduce those like sack numbers and shit. Seventy sacks. I, I mean that's just insane. And a lot of that has to do with like the game flow, the fact that like we got up by so much, right. we're forcing the other team to throw the ball. There's more opportunities for sacks. We have a much tougher schedule. Games are probably going to be a little closer. We have a, that's probably not going to happen again. We presumably have a better D coordinator. But, I think that's the thing yeah, that's getting. I mean, there's like some interesting variables where it's like I don't know, like this, like I mean, you figure Diaz a quarter could be better. Jordan Davis is probably going to be better. Um, they got like deeper at cornerback. Safety play should be better. Safety play should be a little. Yeah, Reed Blankenship's looked Lights like out. he's he's getting better. He's bald, he was dude. my second pick for instead of Sidney Brown would be Reed. Like those yeah. two have been. Dude, we might have our safety tandem for the next ten years. Yeah, stand out. Yeah. You got the physical guy and the guy that has hands that are just Fucking, like sticky uh, glue. Milk yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I seen that. <laughs> but uh let, well, I guess on the offense, what do you think? Um DeAndre Swift's DeAndre Swift, my bad. That yeah. run he had in the preseason game. Yeah, it looked good. That was off the chain, dude. And like Penny had a couple good ones. Yeah. Just like just knifing through guys. Straight up, which is like kind of his bread and butter. Like he, he's just like a dude that can power through and make guys miss, and you know, turn a run that should be three yards into five, eight yards, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So Sermon yeah. too, I would be upset if uh, Trey Sermon was off the team because I feel like that guy's earned a spot. That guy's a good running back. The only concerning thing is that they've kept. You know, you got Penny, Swift, Gainwell, Scott. There's a reason why they keep so many, and it's because you have the health bubble looming over their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even Deuce said uh, they, you know, we're asking Deuce Staley, like, okay, well, how did you, you know, use uh, Sanders? He goes, it was hard to figure out how to use him because there were so many holes on that O line to go through that, like, you yeah, don't have to say hit did. the left guard. Like by the time that they say hike, there's so many gaps. Like you're gonna be good to go. Yeah. Um, I think that. Mariota in that game showed he's more of a fullback than a quarterback. I think he was like some pretty good run blocks. Yeah. Total liability at, at quarterback. I mean, the guy is yeah, done. Some, he's, this, is, this is bad. He's you, That one throw to Calcaterra. Calcaterra is wide open. Would have been a touchdown. You can't trust. Air mills it by 10 feet. You can't trust him to throw anything, honestly. I don't. That was a terrible showing. I mean, you're, you're a veteran. You've been in the league for a while. You were a starter for a while. And... Yeah, we know you can run. Fucking woohoo, yay. You know what I mean? But like, damn. Yeah. That was this team lives in or and dies with Jalen Hurts, basically. Really? Yeah. Honestly, that's <laughs> what that's it, what yeah. the offense showed me. That like the offense as anybody else played was great, as I expected. The offense is not a concern for me whatsoever. But the backup quarter acquisition with Mariota, whole ass liability. Dude, Tanner McKee's gonna be our backup, dude. I think that he earned a at least enough to get Mariota getting a little hot and sweaty about that guy behind him. Yeah, Mariota might be on quarterback next year. I landed in Philly. Y'all saw me on the beach in Hawaii saying I was going to Philly. I got cut from Philly in week four. <laughs> but it won't just be cuts of the coach being like, well, I like him as a person. It'll be us in the parking lot like, that guy's a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Speaking like, of documentaries, yeah. you see that Jason Kelsey uh, is going to have a – Hell yeah. Yeah, on my birthday, that's I, about to come well, out. Yeah, I like – at first I, I heard that, at first I heard that news and I was excited. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. But then I was like – Fuck, we're going to have to watch another documentary that ends with us losing the I Super know, Bowl. I <laughs> know, man. It's like, god damn it. 
At least that but, one will be out during the season. So hopefully yeah, the following week they win. That should be, that should and be we'll like feel a fun good. watch, you know. Apparently this has been following him around for the last year or two yeah. as he prepares for life after football. Which I think is... Right, that's what we're saying, but he's not... But he's, he's still playing. He's still playing, yeah. One year, I mean, you know, he's got, I would think, one year... Oh, shit, one year left, but uh, I don't know if I said this. We went out to dinner on Sunday, and I sat next... Well, we all sat next to Cam Jurgensen and... Uh, Where? And uh, who's the backup tight end? Uh, Jack Stoll. Where? We went to... Um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, I want to go there. Laver 2 on Pash Young. Right by Jose Pistola's. Laver 2. Uh, yeah, right when you cross Broad Street. What's that? What kind of food? Italian. Laver 2? Laver 2. I definitely walked by before. I never oh, oh. It's on the way. You walk down. There's like old world treats, like that ice cream yeah. shop. Yeah. They got like the outside Damn, they seating. Were there? We sat down. We're there with me, Hannah, Mikey, and his girlfriend, Ash. And uh, we're about to be getting dessert whatever and these guys walk behind us and Mikey's like damn like these guys are like they play football and I'm like well, you let said me what's just up see. so I looked over I'm like holy shit like yeah okay you said uh, what's up well no because it was small there was only like four of us in there so like I don't and no one knew like even the waiters were like nobody was acting like anything so I didn't want to be like yeah I doubt many people one know guy who Jack like, Stoll oh is God, in the city up? of Philadelphia yeah <laughs> so I looked at Landon I'm like that's definitely Land like that's definitely Cam Jurgensen. I mean, like this guy, like biggest shit. We had one entree each. They were already on their third entree. Yeah, I'm sure. Getting a fourth, they were like, "What's our fourth thing?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" But dude, they they played the night before, had an off day. They were probably on sheet day. They were man. saying though yeah. that Brandon Cubby's been looking pretty fucking good back there. I bet they were like Cubby probably on the spot, but yeah, it was just it cool to it's cool to just you know right there like this it is. I was like, "Well, that's what's up." I am. But, but yeah, uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I think this team's gonna be good. Obviously, everyone's gonna be coming for us from the NFC. Um, but I'm not really concerned. I think that I'm standing by my record that I picked at the beginning of the year. On April 30th, you said they were winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that I'm standing by that. They're at least getting – yeah, I mean, I feel good. I think that, yeah, it's going to be tough for sure, but it all depends on health. And last year, like you said, Trevor, we got lucky with health, but I think that uh, – Easier schedule. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, we'll see. I think – I'm excited for preseason game number two tomorrow. Pumped. Looking forward to seeing Tanner McKee. I want to see Nolan Smith have a better game. He had a couple of really good rushes. Uh, but there were a couple plays where was, he just looked kind of lost. Yeah. Which there is was fine. one where he like almost got to the green. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. Yeah. Of, yeah, but um, You're playing yeah. a good defensive secondary team. You know, I mean, I think got history there with Baltimore. And they got that they're playing for that streak or whatever they want to play for. Yeah. So just they got that weird energy going, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm excited to see how Malata plays tomorrow. If they play for at least maybe a drive or you know a first down, how he does with uh, Miles Garrett. You know they got a pretty good defense um, up there in, in Cleveland. So those little things, um, separation for the receivers and things like that. But yeah, I'm not concerned. Our defense. I mean, it's gonna be a fun year. Real fun year. So did you guys see uh, the shit about Mrs. Matt? <laughs> yo, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Matt's looking thick, yo. Yeah, she's so, <laughs> looking like a bat, like a tree trunk. <laughs> yeah, right. In the thighs. Yeah. yeah, yeah so for those of, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking, for those of you who aren't uh, online or uh, complete sickos, <laughs> we're talking. There was a <laughs> there was a tweet that went out, I guess, last night or two nights ago, or whatever, with uh, on the on the Mrs. Met Twitter page. <laughs> 
which which is the Mets mascots. Yes, the, the, yeah, yeah, Mr. The New Met York Mets mascots. Yeah. Some, yeah, I think everyone knows about Mr. Met, but some of you may not have known that there is also a Mrs. Met. There's a reason why they're keeping her locked up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. damn, she'd be gone on a heartbeat. Powerful. I'm yeah. pulling the tweet up right but, now uh, so we can read you know, exactly what got, it says. Yeah. When I'm not dancing on the dugout, I'm enjoying the best food in baseball. Vote for City Field and US Today's 10 best stadium food poll. And it's just Mr. and Mrs. Met. At a booth, eating hot dogs and hamburgers or something. Miss Mrs. Matt got some nice legs. She can get it for <laughs> sure. Thick, thick thighs there. She can but, get that Ashwood. So so yeah. So this like tweet went around, and I I think I I checked it again today. Like how many bookmarks does it have right uh, now? Let me pull it back up. I just closed it. Because <laughs> last night, how it was many like, do you think it has? I think I checked it earlier today, and it was like at fifteen hundred. How many bookmark? How many people do you think bookmark this tweet? How many sickos do you think, Pat? Well, New York's pretty big. I'm gonna, and they've had a pretty sad season. They need, yeah, they need something to cheer them up. I'm gonna say twenty two hundred. Twenty four hundred. God, <laughs> God yeah, damn. Let's say let's uh, let's say like maybe ten of those people are bookmarking it for journalistic uh, pursuits, like we are, you know. Yes, just for the but for, for the you rest guys. Of them, well, I didn't bookmark anything. <laughs> I don't even yeah. have Twitter. Yeah, I didn't bookmark it. But, uh, well, so there was an interesting thing about this. So I, when I saw this, there were some people in the replies who were kind of like skeptical and being like, I don't know, is that like real? Like, is, uh, do, do you think like there's some, uh, cushion or yeah, foam? some padding going on nah, or whatever? A full woman's thigh. Just to like, uh, no, to kind of fill out the costume to keep it more full, proportional. It looks like a real person. To the oversized head. Well, so, well, here's the thing. So I did some little investigating. And if you if you go if you go into the account and scroll down to the other pictures, you'll notice something. So you know how for a lot of these mascots, right these mascots, they'll have um, you know one oh. mascot that's like the main full time mascot that's at the ballpark all the time. But then if they send them out for other things, like we're sending you know we're sending the fanatic to the children's hospital or right. this or that, it'll be like just some guy they'll like send out. You know, yeah. this one is skinny. Yes. So are you look at Times Square one. Nah, I'm at <laughs> what is. <laughs> This is at the oh, West Westminster Dog Show. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah. So <laughs> That's I scroll not back the back same like, one. She looks gone so like, as hell. Yeah. So you go back to June. There's one uh, them in Times Square. Oh Not looking yeah. that thick. You know, a little like uh, pants looking a yeah, little Miss, baggy. Mrs. Matt's a fraud, man. She yeah. got a BBL. And then and then if you go scratch it further to uh, to I think it was in May, outside the Westminster yeah, Dog that's Show. That's the one I just seen. You know, definitely not the same bag. You know, little baggy in the pants. You know, this one. So, how far back do you got to? Is this a first no, appearance? No, this one. Look at this one. That's a man. She, that's yeah, it might be a man. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's the other dude, thing. We have a, no idea. There could just <laughs> yeah, be could just be a now. dude under there with with big ass <laughs> big ass hawks. Hey, which hello, Miss Mrs. Metrans. Damn, no. they got some big old. I, so. I mean. I will say though this, <laughs> I think that there's definitely something amok here. Yeah, what the something the, ain't right. Well, there's just different people. That's what I'm saying. Or so different things. What this tells me is that it's not padding. It's just different people in there. Yeah. So this one in here. But what this also tells you is that there's a pecking order among the 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 uh, you know the mascot uh, operators or whatever you want to call <laughs> whatever you want to call them, and they must have like. Uh, like I'm just like imagining like uh, whoever is in charge of this shit, like you know, lining up all the 
like all these women and deciding who's going to do what. Who's going to be the one that like, eats the yeah, food? Who like, are we going to put on the top yeah, marketing like, right, motion? You're like you're they're looking at one, which is like you're like thinking, <laughs> like, all right, you're on Sunday uh, Sunday night baseball, so it's uh, <laughs> but like you like. It's like uh, you, you can know, go to the dog show. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, Rachel, we love you, but uh, you're not really cut out for prime time. <laughs> we'll we'll send you to the Westminster Dog Show, <laughs> and uh, you know, eat a little bit, uh, hit the squat rack, and come back next year. Maybe we'll maybe we'll put you in the show. I also find it <laughs> fucked up though that like one Mrs. Met gets taken out on a date to a dog show. One gets taken out to Times Square, hot as shit. Temperature wise, the other one is the only one that got to eat any kind of food. Like yeah. she made out. That shit ain't. That, well, exactly. That's that's. She's on a he, hot date at the ballpark. She also didn't get to go anywhere. She he was like, I got a great date for you. It's also in the ballpark. Like we're not going anywhere. It's just gonna be here again in the booth or in the box. Well, here's the other thing I've been thinking about. Like you, the people who work for the Mets, uh, you know, business marketing, they must know that this is going on. That this is caught fire and oh i'm sure like whoever runs their social media has definitely seen this so i'm just wondering like do they lean further into this and it's they like, have nothing else to lean into this year the team's right terrible exactly yeah 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 have something to, to bring people out to the ballpark it's like when the flyers came out with gritty and we just had, people leaned into it because what else are they gonna lean into the flyers just like, well, we have, hated it and then once other people hated it we were like well no no we love it so it's probably yeah, the it's same ours. thing with them they yeah have, uh, well yo hello yeah yeah is that like uh uh you know, Mrs. Met comes out and does whatever little routine between innings and takes the head off and it's fucking like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> they just keep hiring people with like Damn. huge asses to like guest star is Mrs. Met. I mean, if there was a Mrs. Swoop built like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't like we don't need anything like that. Like we don't have a Mrs. Fanatic. We have like the Fanatic's mom who is uh you know, modestly dressed. Yeah, older, like a like an old like prairie woman. woman you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. making pies and shit. Fucking Steve, Steve Cohen's gonna get on this shit. Like, there's not figure a, out a way to like make some scratch. Like, he's gonna. Oh, for sure. <laughs> there's he's, not gonna, a, like, he's gonna uh, have uh, uh, like we're gonna we're we're starting an OnlyFans account for Mrs. Met to <laughs> to help pay for the remainder of Max Scherzer's contract. <laughs> 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 Hey man, real you, sicko stuff. Damn, most billionaires are sickos. He know how to make some money though. Big time, big money market, big money thighs. It's the name of the game. Big money market, big money thighs, big money save lives. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it right there. But yo, I guess we're probably about to wrap up. Y'all had a BLT yet? I did Hell have yeah. one today. It wasn't the best. It was at like, uh, I don't know. It, was, it didn't feel like I was getting those, like, in-season good-ass tomatoes. Where'd you get it the from? Season. What just, do you like mean? A deli, um, just like a deli around the corner from where I work. They fucked up. It is the season of tomatoes. I know. Yeah, you tomatoes, can't get, like, tomatoes are looking like thick noticed. like Mrs. Matt, dude. I know. If you <laughs> can't get in-season tomatoes now, then your deli's fucking up. Yeah, it wasn't um, noticeably, uh, I don't know. Was, I did have it, did it have that like, little white part where it's, like, not quite... Sweet. Yeah, I don't See, know. See, you it can't be doing that shit now. This is like the prime time for a good yeah, juicy tomato. those Jersey tomatoes, man. No. Your yeah. spot. I may have. I also may have just gotten lunch too late in the day, and they were down to the. We would have it. We grew a shit ton of tomatoes this year. Because Yo, let me get a tomato. I, plenty of them at home. Trust me. We came back from the shore, and it was like, what did I count? Twenty six. Twenty six. Well, me get a that's couple. what makes it like five big boys, and then a bunch of like little. What little, kind? 
uh, regular like big boys, plums, and then cherries. Word. Yeah. I might take a big boy, but so Go you made it. your BLT. We did. Now I will say though, in a BLT, when it comes down to it, you know the the bread can't. You toast your bread. You have it just. You got to toast the bread. Yeah, you yeah. have to toast the bread. But it Otherwise, can't be it gets too, all soggy. Yeah, but it can't be. You know, here's the real the real big dilemma here with the BLT. You want the bacon crispy, but be able to fall apart. You know, when it's chewy, and you want the toast not crunchy because you don't want that first bite to be like slicing up your gums and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, I hear you. Good bit of mayo. Crunchy, but yet soft on the inside for the bread. Yeah. Bacon, big, crispy. Big, thick tomato. Yeah, and a big, f- decently thick slice of tomato. One or two pieces of lettuce. Call it a day. Oh, it's the season right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it this weekend. Like, I just made a bunch of food the past couple of days, kind of been eating leftovers. But, yeah, I got some bacon. I got the bread. I don't have a good tomato. I'll give you some tomatoes. I need to get some lettuce, but yeah. Plus, you got Wegmans has that like garlic rosemary bread in a loaf. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just at Wegmans this past weekend. I didn't get some. Holy shit. You put that as your bread? Oh, man. Call it a day. Yeah, I got to get some nice bread. Yo, I was going to do it on a bagel. Is that okay? Hell yeah. Well, what kind of bagel? Mine was like a a BLT. A sourdough sourdough bagel. That's cool. Try it. On a BLT? um, That's not bad. Try that shit with an everything bagel. That'd probably blow your mm. mind. Come on now. I gotta get an everything. Yeah. Maybe an everything egg bagel. <sighs> you go to like uh what's that shit called? What's that Jewish one down here? Uh the one off Pashyunk that has a good shit. Korshak? Oh yeah. Oh uh, man. They're always popping Fluffy. off. Though. Yeah, but you get it in the window, no big deal, get a couple everything bagels, put a little BLT on that. They have a good real good BLT. Maybe I'll just get their BLT. Their BLT rocks. They'll do that. We'll I've still see. never been to that place. I walk by it all the time, but it's good. If you're there early, it's not bad. If you get a little bit late, then you the can line... like call ahead, and so you can kind of cut the line too, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, you got to kind of, yeah. It's a good, it's a good experience. Like if you know, they're like, here's our starter or whatever. Like I don't give a shit about that, but like if you get there early, we go for a coffee walk. We yeah. go there. I've never really, yeah, I don't know. Like I, cause, cause I lived in New York for like four years, and then it was like that was like the bagel places there are just like big time. Yeah, Reno. New York bagels yeah. are banging. So it's dude. like whenever like. It's the water. Whenever like people talk about like yep. bagel places here, I'm like, well, they're probably fine. They but, got like, that shit. That is actually a but very I, yeah, fine. Yeah, I hear like Korshak seems like it's like really. Legit. But I think everything bagel would do you justice on a BLT. Well, I'll probably I'll make a BLT on bread probably Friday night for dinner, then Saturday morning maybe I'll walk up to Korshak. Hell yeah! Can never add too many BLTs, yo. Tis the season. BLTsin. It would BLTsin. Damn, yeah. that's a shirt right there. Yeah. Ideas. Well, well, I think that's going to just about do it for us. <laughs> no, I'm hungry as shit. Yeah, fuck, now I want a BLT. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. You'll like our shit on YouTube now, too. Video. Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're gonna be expanding the social media. We're going to be uh, having some stuff on YouTube. We do officially have a TikTok account. Oh, we do? Oh, what? We do, yeah, there's nothing on it yet, but there will be soon. <laughs> but uh, you can follow that. We got some stickers, some koozies coming for y'all. Or not yeah, koozies. Posters. Koozies are expensive. Not yet. Coasties. We got to monetize a little bit. Coasties, stickies. Titty, uh, coasties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's still thinking about Mrs. Med over there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
you can also send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Send us some questions, comments, whatever you want. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.